Welcome back to Men and Boaters. It's been a week or so. It's Men and Boaters live from uh, MLE HQ. Special guest Travis Scott, courtesy of Spotify and the Subway Hot Take Collar Line. And on the collar line, I believe this is Rich Shea, of course. I'm alongside Crazy Legs Conti. And I believe on our collar line, we have uh, Sam Barclay calling in. Good afternoon, gentlemen. From Ports Unknown. How are you, Sam? I'm wonderfully well. Never been better. You've been on the road a bit, no? I have been. I have been. It's been a glorious Major League eating season, winding down as it does to do towards the end of October. But uh, it's been a memorable season, a history-making season. It's been an honor and a privilege to play but a small part in proceedings. It's not over yet, though, of course. We have a few more remaining in the great 2019, a record-setting 2019. How are you, Crazy Legs? We're just Ah. off of a trip from uh, Nicaragua. The Nick. Yeah, I'm back. Amazing. Coffee, cigars, all the things I love. And uh, the island of Ometempe, I recommend it highly. Two volcanoes. fishes that are... uh, uh, that were new to you? Uh, I did eat a lot of whole fish uh, in Los Pernitas and also in uh, the uh, Playa Hermosa. So I did have a lovely red snapper in Playa Hermosa with some uh, camarones. Cool. Um, sounds lovely. Sam, have you had any culinary uh, dishes you'd like to share with the audience, the ever-growing men and boaters audience? I had an absolutely delicious, uh, cost-effective, and nutritious pre-made salad this afternoon from Trader Joe's. I could not recommend it more highly. Trader Joe's, not a sponsor. Green Goddess or something like that. That's awesome. I had a pair for lunch. Made me think of uh, (laughs) traveling with uh, Ed Jarvis out in uh, Pasco, Washington. A lot of fresh fruit. Yeah. A lot of good times. All right, let's get, we've got a lot to get to here at Men and Boaters. A lot of contests. I'm going to start from the top, the most recent, Poutine Smokes Toronto. Uh, Sam, what happened up there? Uh, the top line, uh, Joey Chestnut, new world record, 28 pounds of smoked poutinery poutine in 10 minutes, edging Jeff Esper, uh, who ate 27 and one quarter pounds. At the other end of the ledger, uh, Michelle Lesko coming last for the first time in anything in her life. That is a direct quote from Ms. Lesko. Uh, this is major league eating in 2019. You eat 11 and one eighth of a pound of food in 10 minutes and you come last. Unbelievable. And what about the great Stonebone? Yes, Stonebone coming in eighth place. Uh, with uh, 15.375 pounds, uh, eighth place. I can't recall Stoney finishing um, that deep in the field um, any time in the major league eating table. It just simply wasn't his day. He was gracious um, in defeat, but, uh, yeah, not a great day for the Stonebone. All right, and uh, Crazy Legs, what happened at uh, Street Style Carnitas Pacific Park Taco? You know, the the taco, some say it's a tough discipline, but uh, great year in Boston Marathon history and great day for Joey Chestnut, 82 Pacific Park World Tacos. Joey is uh, having a good year, as is the next guy we're going to mention. What happened in Louisville, which is a venerable event, Louisville uh, Western Day Festival out uh, Tamales. Who won that, Sam? Uh, that was Jeffrey Esper setting a world record with 95 two-ounce Market Street Tamales in just 10 minutes. Um, Darren Breed in the 2018 champion coming in second with, I believe, 78 and a half, if memory serves correct. All right, Trenton Thunder, Crazy Legs, uh, case pork roll sandwiches. Uh, Incredibly tough discipline, proving that perhaps harder than the Nathan's hot dogs, at least in the meat and sandwich discipline, uh, Joey sets a new world record with an astonishing 61 and a half cases pork roll sandwiches. The great Drew Serza, Wing King, hosted yet again, I think we must be approaching 20 years of uh, the Buffalo Wing Festival uh, on the actual day, uh, Sunday. What happened up there? Mr. Barclay. 
That, that was Jeffrey Esper backing up his Hooters Worldwide Wing Eating Championship victory back in June with a dominant win, 281 Buffalo-style chicken wings in 12 minutes, edging uh, perennial Buffalo legend Joey Chestnut, who ate 276. But uh, Esper went, went uh, win and win on that weekend, also claiming victory in the, in the Buffalo Buffet Bowl, a celebration of Buffalonian cuisine, um, an all-you-can-eat five-pound affair. Crazy guys, you've been to Buffalo. Yes. What is Buffalonian cuisine? Buffalo is the greatest I know our food uh, state in the nation. Like a sampler plate? You can do a sampler plate. What you're going to get is the finest of buffalo wings, which are very hard to find in New York. I like uh, Gabriel's Gate. I like uh, Duke's. I like uh, Elmwood. There's a, a place called Cole's for the baked Parmesan wing in the non-traditional category. Don't forget, of course, uh, uh, Beef on uh, Weck. Beef on Weck. Beef on Weck is an au jus-dipped sandwich, Kaiser roll, hardened. Straight to normal. the point. It's just beef, gravy, and bread. It, but it, it transcends the three ingredients. It's like, um, yeah. you know. What was in the Buffalo Three out of bowl, four beetles. Sam, do you know? I, I believe it's like, uh, as Crazy Licks is saying, there was a beef on weck. But oh, there I think was. the key thing, and it's, I think it's an important side note, the key thing about that roll is it's infused with rock salt and caraway seeds, mm. um, giving, giving, the, giving the roll um, a very dominant role in the, the, the flavor profile of the overall sandwich. Um, it was buffalo style pizza, which is typically cut into squares instead of triangles with a rounded edge. I'm not a mathematician. I don't know exactly what that shape would be called. Perhaps Geometry, really, Jeffrey is Esco the discipline. Or Michelle Lesko, mm-hmm. who are mathematicians, would like to call in and, and advise us on, on that. Steve um, Pie Guy Martin. And Crunch Rolls, um, which is a, a, another Buffalonian staple. What was the last one? I'm sorry? Crunch Rolls. I thought you said They're conk. Rolls, conk. <laughs> I don't know the exact makeup of them, but um, they, sound, uh, they sound delicious if you like crunchy food. Crazy Legs, August 31, we were at the Colorado State Fair eating a sandwich called a Slopper. Slopper actually looks delicious. Looks a little bit like hangover food, but uh, Darren Breeden just showing that he can dominate the world of the Sloppers. 28 and a quarter, which is a world record uh, for him, a world record for the Colorado State Fair. That is, a, that is an interesting one. Is that Where is that held, uh, Sam, the Colorado State Fair? Is that Denver proper? No, it's in Pueblo, Colorado, Pueblo. located in the beautiful state southeast. Lovely. Mm. I've never been to Pueblo. I've been to Denver. I've been to the mountains. I've beautiful been to city. And, and every, I, I had the, uh, the honor and the privilege to host that event, um, Colorado State Fair. If you've never been, be it for, for sloppers in a competition setting or simply to take in the, the agricultural and cultural uh, elements of the great state of Colorado, I certainly recommend doing so. I went to the Cumberland County Fair up in Oxford, Maine. Uh, I'm sorry, Cumberland, Maine. Cumberland County, I don't know why I said Oxford. Uh, for some ag, great 4-H, beautiful, uh, beautiful specimens of hen and other mm. birds, uh, hogs, uh, beef cattle, dairy cattle. Uh, there was harness racing, uh, local craft beer, uh, I'm fried a, dough. I'm a Freiburg Fair man myself because they, they have a self... Uh, Wood chipper, you're allowed to use anybody. No age restriction. I'll take this one. Get a little out of cadence. I was down in Metri, down in uh, the Greater New Orleans area for Fat Boy, uh, the Fat Boys Pizza, Pizza Eating Championship, which was awesome. Considering it was uh, the first one ever, they put together a pretty proper festival out in the parking lot of Fat Boys in Old Metri, which is a beautiful neighborhood. And the weather held, which isn't always a guarantee in late August in New Orleans. In fact, we'll recall that that one got postponed uh, due to an impending hurricane that never really came, thank God. But uh, Joey Chestnut, six and a half, two-foot slices. These are huge slices at Fat Boy. And uh, 
interestingly, the night before, I think it was uh, Esper had been out uh, in Salt Lake. So Joey Chestnut edged him by only half a slice. Um, it, it was really an amazing feat by Chestnut, but even a, a, a more impressive sort of uh, showing by a man who had been on a red eye, Jeff Esper. Uh, all right, what happened in Snowbird, uh, Mr. Barclay? Well, out in Snowbird, um, just outside Salt Lake City, Utah, I mean, Jeffrey Esper setting a world record with 36 four-and-a-half-ounce bruts um, in just 10 minutes. Um, yeah, and as you mentioned, backed it up with a, with a dominant performance coming in second um, the following day there at the Fat Boys uh, Pizza Eating Championship. You know, Esper, you know, absolutely, absolutely, uh, he's a, I mean, he, he knows cylindrical meats like no one else. Um, ate perfectly uh, at the Snowbird event. But uh, uh, Doff of the Boater, of course, to Nick Wary, who finished second in that event, only half a brat behind with 35 and a half, and Mickey Sudo eating 35. So very, very tight, um, close when it came to the judging, but uh, but Esper edging the, edging the field as he does. So. I might... I might have mentioned this in the past, but I was a waiter at the Cliff Lodge in Snowbird at the atrium, which is at the base of the Cliff Lodge. Did you see that? Uh, did you see those lodgings? Uh, I did. I, I had the opportunity to, to enjoy breakfast on Saturday morning at the atrium. Years ago, um, I might have been your I, waiter. <laughs> I, sprang, I, I sprang for the buffet, which I thought was uh, a little bit overpriced, but I was looking forward to... Um, uh, a delicious breakfast, and that is certainly what I got. It was worth. Here was what. Here's what was great. And here's the, the view is just simply peerless. Here is well, the view is amazing. But here's what was great about being a waiter in that particular restaurant. Uh, along with the view, it's a wall of glass looking at the Wasatch Little Cottonwood Canyon. But they don't only really do buffets. So breakfast was buffet. I would have to make toast and run coffee, tea, whatever, and then. Uh, it was then it would you wouldn't have lunch then it was an apres oh you would have lunch it was a buffet lunch so you're just running drinks again um, and then apres ski which was mostly drinks and then they would have big tins of uh, wings and uh, fried mozzarella and then I would sometimes in the back when you bring them in take a fried mozz put it in the wing juice very <laughs> good um, but you never had to really clear plates too much or do anything much but you got to you got to drop a check that was basically for full freight and get uh, tipped. And one little aside, this one rich guy who was there skiing ordered, uh, he and his table ordered a bunch of drinks. Uh, his wife had ordered a frozen margarita after a day of skiing. Contrary, but mm. uh, we made it. An odd, an odd choice. Yeah. And I, he had a descent power suit neon, which will date <laughs> when I was out there. And I leaned over to present uh, the, another party on the table there, beer or whatever. And his wife's this guy with the powder suit who had it zipped down about just below his chest, his wife's uh, frozen marg flipped upside down into the guy's powder suit. <laughs> and I, so I grabbed it as quickly as I could, and the entire contents just poured onto his shirt and Ooh, down his belly. Wow. And uh, that's just a little, oh. little uh, backstory wow. on, on my life as a young man. Like uh, Crazy Legs, what happened in Los Angeles with the Daily Gyoza, a very popular event with huge, our Huge, hugely popular event, what they call the Nathan's Left Coast event. Really a destination for uh, eaters from all over the world, you know, beard meets food, um, Everybody wants to get there, get their name on the back of the jersey. Uh, but one man has increased his total by over 100 over the years, and that's Joey Jaws Chestnut. Softer gyoza might be the reason, but 314 gyoza is an astonishing number. If you think about what a order of six costs at, like, Set the Guy a Ram in New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's over $1,000 of gyoza for free. Easily. M-O-E. But not only for free, he got paid. Oh, he got paid, yeah, but... <laughs> 
Well, I mean, when he finished, yeah, right. he, they were free, and then they gave him a check. So think about that. Tom Brady throws football; he gets paid to do it, but no one pays to throw a football. That's true. That's true. Well, you buy the you football. Could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Depends on where you throw it. If you were to fly to Florida, get a resort on a beach, and then go, you're kind of inadvertently paying. Uh, Sam, Prior Lake, where is that? Minnesota. Yeah, Prior Lake is uh, is an amazing casino hotel facility just outside Minneapolis. Uh, Minnesota. We've previously been there a couple of years ago for a taco eating event on Cinco de Mayo, and this year uh, held the inaugural Midwest Rib Fest World Rib Eating Championship um, over 12 minutes of sanctioned competition. Again, Jeffrey Esper, a name I feel like I've said a lot this afternoon. Uh, Edging Joey Chestnut, uh, Esper having eaten 6.32 pounds of rib meat in just 12 minutes. Did you drive up to Power Prior Lake? I I did not drive uh, to, to Prior Lake, but next weekend I will be driving from Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport uh, north to uh, Tower, Minnesota, to return to Fortune Bay Resort Casino for the third annual World Indian Taco Eating Championship. I'm just curious if after Prior Lake there must be a lake, the lake. Well, there is a lake. In there is a lake, yeah. For the second well, it's the time. Land of lakes. Sorry. It's but, the land of 10,000 lakes. So it's hard to, I imagine it's hard to drive around uh, Minnesota or certainly the majority of Minnesota without eventually having to stop lest you drive into a lake. 10,000 lakes on the dot? I think that's more of an estimate. I don't think that there's exactly 10,000. That would be improbable. If there were 9,999 uh, lakes, it would be hyperbole, actually, is what it would be. Hmm. And for the second time well, in Major League history. I think it would bring a whole slogan into disrepute, and it would, cast a, it would cast a pall over the entire state, and I don't believe the Minnesotans would ever do that, Richard. What do you got, Crazy Like Huge oversight on my part. The Tubes played oh, God. the same night. We, we had a, previously they played the um, Stockton Asparagus Festival, and I left to go eat corn on the cob, and I didn't even realize, other than two Twitter accounts, Roger Steen's and Major League Eatings, that uh, the Tubes were playing Prior Lake that night. You could have done Rib Fest and then seen the greatest band in the history of recorded music. So for those of you listening who don't know, which is to say everybody, <laughs> uh, Crazy Legs, which he did last year, is going to the Tubes again tonight somewhere in upstate, Daryl's house in upstate Pauling, New York, or somewhere thereabouts, and that's why we are taping earlier than would be appropriate to have a nice cold Asahi from the Japanese market downstairs, which costs $1.19. Instead, we're drinking uh, sparkling water from the great state of Maine. Yeah, it's going to take me about three hours to get up to Pauling. All right, I got a couple of Nathan's famous qualifiers that have already happened. Uh, Salt Lake City, speaking of Snowbird, just down Valley from Snowbird, Salt Lake City, a new gent, a new eater, I believe, Steve Hammond, ate 32, and the great Katie Prettyman. Uh, no newcomer. She ate 14. They both stamped a ticket to Coney Island. Any backstory, either of you, on Steve Hammond? Well, Steve Hammond, uh, Steve Hammond calls himself the rabbit. <laughs> uh, the rabbit? In Major League Eating. Adrian Morgan has been the rabbit. He has. Uh, he is. So there has, been some, there has been some talk, and this is unofficial talk, that there should be an eat-off to determine who... Who shall remain the rabbit? I don't think that's um, fair. I, I just don't ate, think that's they fair. They both ate at the, uh, the Louisville, uh, Texas Western Days tamale eating an event, and Steve Hammond did edge Adrian Morgan in that event, I believe. So I'm not sure if the two gentlemen have reached some sort of gentleman's agreement. Hopefully, it doesn't result in any uh, ill will between them. I'm hope, hoping that you know a gentlemanly, uh, com- a competitive but gentlemanly um, resolution can be come to between those two gentlemen, but. Certainly, if, if the, the rabbit moniker would be to, to leave Adrian Morgan, it would certainly, um, it would, I mean, it would send shockwaves throughout Major League. Best, best two out of three, then, I say. 
No, I look here. Here's the thing. There, the Yankees belong in New York. Paul Bunyan. There's other people who say Paul Bunyan. He's a Mainer. <laughs> um, you know, you you uh, the Sharks are from San Jose. You can't have two rabbits. We could call Hammond the Hare. Oh, that's interesting. Steve the Hare Hammond. That's it's got alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Steve Hammond the Hare, uh, <laughs> as they call him out in the uh, Wasatch Front. With 32. And then also in Des Moines, you don't pronounce the S. Uh, Brett, uh, I believe we call him Give Me a Meal Healy with 32 and a half uh, for the win. Brett Healy, I've heard that name before. Yeah, Brett, uh, Brett Healy, a major league eater, uh, uh, this year uh, tried to, uh, and, and, and has competed in major league eating events uh, prior to this year, I should mention. Um, Came uh, came ever so close to, to qualifying for Coney Island this year. Didn't quite punch his ticket, um, but absolutely dominant uh, at the event there in Des Moines at the Iowa State Fair. Uh, 32 and a half. Um, took care of business and will make his Coney Island debut uh, in 2020 on July 4th. And a lovely Sophia, Sophia DeVita. Uh, Sophia in the ladies um, taking care of business. Um, not, not coming close to a personal best for Sophia on the day, but doing what she needed to do to win the ladies' division with 12 and a half. You just mentioned dominance. I should bring up the Bryn Mawr Field Hockey, uh, I, a year for the record books. If you follow our Twitter, you'll see some retweets and likes. They are, you know, they're, they're, it's just an amicus brief every time we're on the social media with this crew down in uh, the main line. Bryn Mawr, 13 and 1 so far, a couple games to go. They took down Muhlenberg, which was a record. They took down Swarthmore. They have one loss, 13-1 Crazy Lakes. Guess who the loss is to? Uh, could it possibly be to my alma mater? It is. The Johns Hopkins Blue Jays? The Blue Jays took them 5-1. to one. It's their only loss on the season. Uh, Bryn Mawr Field Hockey plays Saturday at Franklin Marshall. Next Wednesday, basically a home game just on uh, – on uh, an opponent's turf there in Haverford. Then they finish at Ursinus, uh, which I believe is where uh, Humble Bob Shout... Uh, he ran track. He ran track. I was a ball boy Got for the women's field uh, hockey team. Got a perfect SAT score. Yep. And, um, and, then, and then next weekend, a week from Saturday, I think the Centennial Conference starts. I'm guessing Bryn Mawr will not only be in the first round but move on at least to the second. Great year for them. Other sports, I just want to mention Josh Gordon, the great Josh Gordon out at New England, but uh, Sanu is in. Pats are 7-0. and Haven't played anyone yet. Uh, crazy legs real quick. What happened to the Celtics? Uh, you know, promising debut against the Sixers. It was sad to see Al Horford on the other side. I'd like to get Brown the ball more, um, but uh, everybody looks pretty good. Kemba had... A good leadership night, so I'm not worried. I feel very good about Brad Stevens's direction with the Celtics. Uh, Sam, you're not in office, but your uh, your microphone is perched uh, right by uh, my phone, and on that microphone is is a great cricketer. Who is that cricketer? That's the great Richie Benno. Uh, Richie Benno, both is a, a, a brilliant uh, Australian cricketer, captain of Australia, who revolutionised the game from a captaincy standpoint with some really aggressive aggressive play calling uh, and had a fantastic career as a commentator certainly much uh, much missed uh, figure in the game but it's been an absolutely extraordinary summer of cricket um, they've called it the summer of cricket wow uh, and there have been many <laughs> with, uh, with, the, with the World Cup obviously taking place in, uh, in England and the United Kingdom um, with England winning in the final against New Zealand in an overtime thriller um, that someone called the greatest cricket match ever played. Oh. That uh, World Cup was followed up by the Ashes Test Match Series with uh, Australia going over to England, very much underdogs in that series, but retaining the Ashes uh, with, a, with a two-all draw across five Test Matches. Fantastic. Uh, the sun, it is a 62-degree late October day here in Manhattan. 
Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of those Nora Ephron films, but this is the type of day that she would shoot during. Uh, and uh, the sun is just starting to tilt toward mm-hmm. New Jersey, uh, so it's a fall day. We're thrilled to have everybody listen once again to Men and Boaters for Crazy Legs. Have a good time at the tubes. And Sam Barkley, I'm Rich Shea.